2: For all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with
1: Matt and Justin.
2: Starting with the star, Wardell. I mean, Steph was just tremendous. And it's incredible. It's sort of reminiscent of when he came back versus the Portland Trailblazers and said, I'm back because... He didn't like he didn't really have the greatest game for most of the game, you know, like mm-hmm. he wasn't shooting the ball that well. He was like I mean, he was trying to get to the to the rim. He was getting some shots. I actually thought the Bucks did a really good job defensively. Like we know that um Brooke is a really great um, rim protector. But, like, I just think in general, like, even though a lot of Steph shots were open, I did feel like they were a little rushed. And I, I thought that they were just doing a good job, right? Like, um, team defense-wise, right? And so um, he wasn't shooting the ball that well. But I I want to credit the Bucks. I think they had a little something to do with that, right, um, initially. Yeah. And so uh, Clay was actually... Like, pretty hot the whole night, but he got into some early foul trouble, right? So, like, his rotation was a little off. So, um, but Steph was not having, like, a great spectacular night. Obviously, he was still adding because when he's on the court, it helps. But he himself, the scoring output wasn't there. He just, you know, he was missing, like, you know, bunnies at the rim that he normally makes. He just wasn't having a typical step performance. And then... First of all, I almost lost my shit when Kerr like took him out. Like, listen, this is this is the nonsense I'm talking about. They were down six, I think, and he takes them out. It like,
1: yeah, it was like five minutes left or something. <laughs> I don't know. What, I mean, I guess that was for a quick breather because he came right back in. But it was just,
0: yeah, so it just seemed like here's
1: the game. It just seemed like here you go, Mike Budenhoser. I'm giving you the game. Thankfully, Steph was like, nah.
2: It was was, was so ridiculous. And I wish I was someone who was rich because sometimes I want to throw something at my TV, but I don't want to break it because I can't just be affording to break shit and buy it again. Because I still be wanting to throw shit at my TV. Like the man irks me. So, you know, Steph (laughs) comes back and like, it wasn't just at that point, but he just went crazy in the fourth. He had before the game almost ended. What was it? It was like 16 points on not great not great shooting it was pretty inefficient he ended up with 36 points so between the fourth and overtime in a very short window in a very short window of time actually right mm-hmm. he scored 20 points between um the period in the fourth and also um overtime, overtime. and and uh, ended up shooting like he was just under 50% from the field shot 40% from three. I mean, he's just so incredible. And it was just one of those games where like he was not going to let the team look lose. I mean, he took basically every shot. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. It was
2: it was incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, you he's shown time and time again that he's capable of doing stuff like this and it never ceases to Amaze people because it, that's exactly what it is. It's like, how, how are you doing this? Like, dude has a counter for every single thing that you can possibly throw at him at this point in his career. And it's it shows up in moments like this where Brooke is like blocking everything at the rim, but mm-hmm. he's like, all right, I'm, I've, I've figured you out. Like, he had five blocks and then he just like started floating them real quick floaters before Brooke can even react. Um, Drew Holiday is chasing him over the top of each screen while Brooke is waiting for him at the rim. That's not – there's not many more defensive tandems that's more potent than Drew over top of you and Brooke waiting for you at the rim. And Steph's Mm -hmm. just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I'm going to weave my way through the defense and lay it up when I want to. I'm going to just pull up from 30 feet with my body, not even facing the rim, and still hit it. (laughs) It's just like, come on, bro. Like, it's crazy stuff. And then, I mean, Clay, like I said, put Drew in the basket twice to start the game, post-ups. And that's part of what makes Klay Thompson so valuable, aside from his catch-and-shoot ability, is he's 6'7". He's still big. He's still tall. And he can just shoot over guys no matter how good you are as a point-of-attack defender. If you're too small, you're too small. So, yeah, Steph is just yeah, a monster. Play was
2: yeah. crucial last night. And, of course, we got to talk about white Dante because I had tweeted early in the game, I was like, Dante – He's gonna, I'm expecting a big game from him against his former team, and he did not disappoint. What did he have? 20.
1: Yeah, he had a big game, he had a big game against him when we played them in uh, in Milwaukee, too. He just yeah. lost that game, but um like six, yeah,
2: three. I knew he was coming through, and I just love Dante. Like, I mean, I think he's really become a fan favorite, and I don't see how possible they can keep him, and I don't even look too far ahead. But I hope that he wants to stay enough and that the vets can impress upon them enough to figure out a way to keep him um, and, and and work something out. Because he really is so tremendous to this team. It looks like they figured out something with that lineup with him in it. Um, the starting lineup that they used last night, they were, I think, a plus 23 for the night. Uh, you know, yeah. Um We'll get to what that means or says about Pool. We'll, we'll, we'll get into all of that. But I'm just saying, I mean, he's just tremendous. I don't like all these like Pool Jordan, like Pool Dante comparisons that are starting. First it was GP2. Now it's uh it's just ridiculous. But we'll mm-hmm. get there to the nonsense. Um, but he is just he's just the right kind of player for this team. He just fits. I mean, I think my actual favorite part of last night was when Clay got the steal. Um, um, when, 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 um, uh, Middleton tripped, fell, whatever, Clay got the steal and then he threw it up to, 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 to Steph yeah. and Steph and Dante were running the break. And I just love that he ran with Steph and he made sure he was there in a position that if Steph would have missed that layup, he would have right. been able to like, put it back in. I just was like, Oh my God, I love him. <laughs> But I also love that Steph made that because Drew was right on his heels. Drew was right, right. And Steph really would have just passed it to Dante because Drew would have like passed him and Dante probably would have had an easier, cleaner look. But Steph is just was like, no, I'm just this great. So I'm going to make it with Drew right there on me. You know, it is. Right. Just, the whole thing, like when you really think about what transpired, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. But like, I was just so happy with Dante running the break with him.
1: Yeah, he's like Andre, like what Andre was, but in a different way, you know, much more of a shooter, whereas Andre was just like finishing a lot around the rim. Um, but he filled the stat He crashed the glass so hard, especially for somebody his size. Um, ten rebounds, like. <laughs> ten he rebounds. He was in the middle of
2: everything last night, even the ones he didn't get. He almost had a chance to get. He was just like, you know, yeah, it was crazy.
1: That's and that's what he got to do. I think he. He's just a master of his role because he understands his role so well. Um, and he just plays fearless. Like he just goes out there, he's he's not afraid to be in the middle of everything, even when he's the smallest guy out there. Um, and that leads to filling up the stat sheet 20 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. Like that should that should not be a stat a normal stat line for somebody his size. Um, but he makes it happen because he just goes out there and just just does all the dirty work. And And he
2: actually fits better on this team than he did with the Bucks or any of the other teams that he's been on. You know, that's why it would be so, you know, and and I hope he considers that because while I know there are going to be lots of teams wanting to offer him money, like they're not going to all be able to offer him the same role where he can, you know, thrive like this. And I hope I hope that helps Mm -hmm. them to be able to get somewhere. But I mean, he was just so great. And I love his personality, and I think it's really good that he has a relationship with Jordan. I'm hoping that that helps, you know, on some level in some way, because I just feel like Jordan is probably going through a lot this season. So, um, and now with Wiggins being gone, you know, we know that was like Jordan's guy. So I'm, I'm glad it sort of seems like he probably has someone else who's like, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat close. Yeah. Gary's to and, I mean, Gary has just brought all the vibes back, right? Like, him and Steph were just – when Steph was still out, they were just having a ball on the bench, you know? And I, I think I tweeted mm-hmm. at one point, I don't think I ever saw Gary this happy on the bench in Portland. Not once, ever.
1: No. Nah. No. Nah. He he definitely did not want to be gone. Um, and, yeah, Dante bringing the vibes, Gary bringing the vibes. I can't wait to see them both playing together just to see all the plays because they're just the kings of the little plays, um so the little plays that turn into big plays so just seeing those two in the court together could potentially be devastating for second units in the in the playoffs. so we just got to hope that everybody's there and healthy and Andrew's back and in the right place in a good place when he's back so he can you know do what he does which sends Dante and Gary to the bench and let them do what they do
2: for sure because Dante is a menace out there um Gotta give a shout out to Jermichael Green because he had like a really big game. Um, what is mm-hmm. it? What do you think it is? Do you think it's lack of consistent minutes? Why? I don't expect him to hit as many threes as he did last game. Um, and I really <laughs> did not like that he gave up that that shot at the end to, who was it? What quarter was it? To Portis, yes. That, sh- that irked me. But that aside, I just he was in, he was he he had meaningful impact last night and it wasn't just because of the scoring. And I guess, what is it do you think that prevents him from being, I get role players are role players for a reason, but I just feel like it's like such a stark contrast between like his highs and his lows. Like, why can't we just get something a little bit like more in the middle?
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Um, I think it ultimately boils down to hidden shots, to be honest. I don't think he does all the other things well enough to make up the gap when he's not hitting shots. Um, He was four for six from three. I mean, plus minus, you take plus minus with a grain of salt, but he was minus 14 in his minutes largely because of plays like when he gave up the one against Bobby Portis. And it's just like, you would like, if he was a little bit farther ahead mentally with their defensive coverages, I think his impact would be a lot higher because he is hitting shots. Now he's at 38% on the year. And I think since he came back from that, like, staph infection, he's at, like, almost 50% from three, um, something crazy. So, I mean, I like what I saw from him. Just continue to hit shots, rebound, crash the glass, play with energy, because they just going to need bodies in the front court that can just not bleed the lead too much. Um, so,
2: And I get the impression, yeah. though, like – because we know even though really on this team that the rotation should only be – nine when you include gp2 being back right so at 10 ish counting andre right but right. okay but we just know her is huh
1: and i was gonna say i was gonna say out of necessity andre because they don't got a lot of bigs but yeah nine ish nine and a half
2: right but i just feel like her will at some point go deeper Right, and so who is he going to go deeper to? Is he going to go to someone like a Jermichael, or is he going to go to the person who shall not be named in the postseason?
1: The oh, I think he's going to go to the person who should not be named
2: in the postseason.
1: I think so, just because he loves that guy. <laughs> he loves that guy, and I mean, just from a just from a statistical standpoint, that that guy is a much better combo with Kaminga and Draymond and all those other guys from a net rating and just like winning the minutes standpoint. Um, and there isn't a tremendous drop off in shooting and stuff like that. And he's more of a switchable player and stuff like that. He just does more of the things that the Warriors. I don't want him playing with us.
2: I'm going to have a serious conversation tonight. I don't even want to talk about it anymore because I'm telling you, I, he brings the bad juju. I'm telling you it's him. He's one yeah, part I mean, of hopefully
1: it. Hopefully it's. Hopefully it's Andre. Like, hopefully it's just, like, the big rotation in the postseason is Draymond, Looney, Kaminga, and Andre. Um, And then you let Wiggins play four a little bit and just kind of see where you go from there. But, yeah, I, I can't see JMG getting the minutes over the other guy.
2: So let me ask this question. Actually, why don't we stop there, you know, with this conversation? Because I do actually I want to get into a little wigs and I want to get into a little Jordan pool. So um I think we finished giving out the flowers to all the players who deserve flowers from last night, right?
1: Dre do we and miss Dre. who Draymond and Looney deserve their flowers oh, yeah. defensively.
2: No, yeah, yeah. As soon as I said, I was like, wait, because I was I was I'm going to just go on the record and say I was bad-mouthing loon a little bit last night. Not on Twitter. I would never do that. But in text to Justin. Because he was pissing me off. (laughs) He (laughs) was pissing me off. I just, sometimes there are things that he should just be able to do that he can't. And it drives me crazy. (laughs) Like, what (laughs) does this (laughs) do? You're a big body. Why can't you do this? Right. (laughs) But he just does so many other great things. Like normally we can overlook it, but it was just like we needed to win this so bad. Tensions were so high, so I let the moment get get the best of me. So I'm like, oh, Justin, why are you? And I'm like texting Justin, in fury. <laughs> Right? and um, and then I look and then I'm just like then he had like that dunk and then I, I look and I'm like yo he really did a lot tonight okay he didn't deserve my slander which is why I'm happy that I did not put it on the timeline but only in the text message to to my counterpart here so um, shout out to Loon who was tremendous last night and shout out to Dre for like coming back and playing in the game his ankle probably feels like shit today um Kerr was saying he's worried about how his ankle's gonna feel. It was funny because apparently, like, the training staff was like, Dre is questionable to return, but Dre told them I'm probable to return. So that's how they reported it on ABC. So that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but all just aside, I mean, like, the finger the other day, now this, I mean, Dre is really banged up. And if they could get him like a day or two of rest extra, I feel like that would be huge. And I mean, I feel like if they still had Andrew and they had Kaminga, they might be able to look at a game on the schedule and do that. But right now with so many people missing, it's like they can't, you know? So I like when Kerr was saying he was worried, I was like, in a game at home, do we think they could beat the Suns if Kaminga was back? And like somebody was in my mentions, like Kaminga's in a boot. No, he's not. That's not true. <laughs> I was he's like, I was like, he's they questionable also- for yeah, because they upgraded him, but they also said he was day-to-day from yesterday. So when you're usually day-to-day, that means, you know, so the person's like, I don't think we're seeing him tomorrow. And I'm like, it's mm, not what day-to-day usually means. So I was laughing today. I didn't go back on my petty and be like, oh, this is interesting. He was upgraded to questionable because people just be popping in and acting like they know when they don't know. So um yeah, you know, I I just feel like it would be really great if they can somewhere get Draymond like a couple of like because everything right now is every other night they have a game they don't have like two nights between games until that last week in March, um, and so I just feel like at a in a home game where it gives them some extra that's and they they don't have really a bunch of home games again until like basically the end of the month after this one mm-hmm. so. That's more what I'm thinking. Like, could they maybe pull off the next game without Draymond if they get Kaminga back? I don't think they're gonna chance it, but I just I am just generally worried about all the beating that Dre is taking. And I it would be nice to get him like some rest somewhere.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't think they can well, they can beat Phoenix without him, but it would just be very, very very difficult, especially with the depleted wing core. So I think they just got to get that rest at the end of the, at the end of the season.
2: Yeah. He's banged up pretty bad though. But I mean, like I said, shout out to him for coming back and and playing through it. And you know, that, you know, he, like, there was a statement he made saying like, we don't have the ability right now. And I think I quoted it like to rest or something. I'm like, I never really had it. And that's always my problem with the way Kerr coaches in the season. He takes these breaks at the beginning. And then like, I just feel like this happens every year that you should learn to stop at the beginning of the season when everyone's healthy and good play them build up because we see how much the comfort, the cushion did for them last year when they had it, you know. And that's also how I felt about the the 2021 season. It's like you just you, you just like gave games away, and I feel like it's a very arrogant thing, always like we have more time, we have, you know, and look look at now how things are, you know. You're battling stay out of the play in. Yes, you you do have a chance of being like still a fourth seed even though it's a pretty slimmer chance, but you still have a chance of four or five or six, but you also have a chance of dropping, you know, to the play in. And, and, and a lot of that, there were games that y'all just punted that didn't need to be punted. So even when you think about, you know, and then we'll move on to those other guys, but even when you think about like the play last night where um, Dre shot the three at the end. And I mean, some people are like questioning, was it even really called for that. But um I just think that and you know he made a comment like Kerr was like I trust Draymond always at the end of the game. Okay just like no you don't like what like what why are we lying like this? And right. like I'm I, because of who Kerr is and I don't think people know him the way we do. He is the kind of person to get cute like that. I mean, there's so many times with these plays when they need to try to get a play that he uses stuff as a decoy. It's a regular thing for him. So it's, it's not out of the realm that he would be like, yeah, Draymond, you take the shot. And it's just like, okay, thankfully they won the game. But if you really did, you really did draw that up for Dre to take it. It's like- now they're just playing five extra minutes when they don't need to be playing extra time. Like, Steph was so out of breath at the end of that game. Dre is banged up. Like, play to get the win. That's why when you take taking him out for that minute, whatever it was, why at this point in the season, Justin, are we not playing to get the win still? I don't understand this man. I don't understand him, Justin.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, sometimes... I think he tries to Galaxy brain it a little bit too much. I think that's literally what it boils down to. He's trying to outsmart himself in some instance. Like, oh, let me just get Steph a quick breather to bring him back in. And it's like, well, in that quick breather, the Warriors could have went down, you know, five points, you know, more than they would have if he just stayed in. Or like, let me have Steph take the ball out. They won't ever see this coming. It's like, come on, bro. Just set a a double screen for him to come off, you know, and then just have him get a nice little – kind of heave at the rim and see what see what happens but um i mean it, it did look like that play was for steph to just like backdoor drew and it was open it, it at least it looked like it maybe drew whether like he
2: could have gotten the pass there in time probably could have right
1: that was but... probably could have especially with steph's release but it was it was just too risky of a play to try i think um and, and at least you up, also like,
2: have the potential for Steph to try and draw the foul. I know he doesn't get them a lot, but you at least have the potential if you don't have him like inbounding like that. It just.
1: Yeah. I... Yeah. If you wanted to do anything cute like that, then have Clay take it out. Exactly. You know, like if worst case scenario, you just pass it back to Clay. That's a pretty. I live with Clay taking a game. Exactly. Shot well. Clay
2: is the only other person outside of Steph I want taking a shot at the end.
1: Right exactly so other anyway. than dollar. no I'm just kidding <laughs> I want dollar. <laughs> <Iguodala. laughs>
2: oh gosh Max is a clown okay so shout out to the to all the great performances last night shout out to all the great performances but let's 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 move on Justin